Hey, college kids, welcome back to my podcast, Who Cares About College? This is my episode with Henry from Tufts. Well, he'll be attending Tufts this upcoming fall. I'm just here to remind you to subscribe so you know when future episodes are released. Other than that, I hope you enjoy. Hey, college kids. Welcome back to my podcast, Who Cares About College? In today's episode, I'll be interviewing Henry. So if you could introduce yourself. Yeah, um, I'm Henry Sorpel. I'm from Massachusetts. Um, Obviously, I'm a senior. Next year, I'm going to Tufts University. And um, just a little bit about myself. I'm Cambodian. My parents are both Cambodian. I speak the language. Um, I'm from like an upper middle class family, suburbs of Massachusetts, of Boston. Yeah. And can you tell us about your just your gender upon application so we can sing this? Oh yeah, I identify. Like popular. As, yeah, yeah, identify as a male. He him pronouns. All right, all right. So let's start with the very basics on kind of getting a feel for how you went into this college admissions process. So you said your parents are from Cambodia. Did they like immigrate here, and did they go to college here, or did they immigrate and neither of them have gone to an American college? Uh, they immigrated here and they both, actually, only my father went to college. Mm-hmm. He, t- he graduated university, yeah. So, obviously, like, even, like, the age gap, there's obviously going to be differences in the college process, but did your parents or maybe some older siblings, did you have any, like, family surrounding you to help you with the college admissions process? Uh, yeah, my older sister, I have two older sisters who are both in college now, and they were very vocal in helping me like uh guide me through guiding me through the process okay 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 that's good <laughs> you had that and then also with i mean your older sisters went to college so i assume it was an expectation for you to go to college were you expected to go to an elite school like a very prestigious school um i would say i was because like uh growing up i was like seen as the smartest child of, of my siblings so it was a lot of quite a bit of pressure on me and um my dad wanted me to make it to the ivy league but I, I didn't really like the Ivy League. I chose Tufts instead, and I'm, I'm happy with my decision. So. All right. So, okay, we're going to get into high school now. So coming into high school, you said you had your older sisters to help you. When you came into high school, did you have, like, a game plan as to how you were going to approach high school? Did you say, like, okay, by the end of senior year upon application, I want to have this many APs to submit to colleges or, like, show colleges that I've taken did you say I'm going to join these extracurriculars and stuff? So was it like very planned out for you or was it more like you found out on your own? I think it was definitely more of me like finding out like what I want to do. Like obviously I took hard classes, AP classes, but um, as far as clubs, I just signed up with, with whatever interest um, interests me. And I guess that worked for me. So it was just more you- of like, um, yeah. no, go ahead, go ahead. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say it's more. I just more like I I didn't have a concrete plan at all. Like I just like went and just wanted to do what what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And can you quickly tell us what kind of school you went to and what kind of like resources and help resources and help they gave you in the college admissions process? Uh yeah, I went to an all boys Catholic private school, grade six to twelve, um, suburbs of Massachusetts, and um, I'd say like there's a pretty good like support for college. You know, we have these guidance counselors everywhere, but I think our guidance counselors are really proactive in making sure like we're doing what we need to do for the college application process. So I think I definitely did have a lot of support from like um, guidance, guidance counselors. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get into your, we can talk, let's talk about like grades and then test scores and then we'll get into like extracurriculars, essays, and then the actual 
college application. So by the end of high school, when you were submitting, when you're still in high school, but when you were submitting your college applications, how many APs did you have? Um, I, when I submitted my applications, I had eight APs, two sophomore year and six junior year. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think for, I think you asked for my, my scores, my GPA was um, a 4.51 out of four or five. I'm not sure how, they, how it works. And my SAT was a 1510. 1510. And then you gave it all at once. All right. So obviously yeah. your GPA is going to be high. I mean, you got into Tufts for SAT, ACT. How many times did you take it? If you maybe only took it once and what preparations did you do for that? Um, I took it twice. I got 1490 my first time and then 1490 again my second time. And um, my super score is a 1510. And as far as preparation, all I did was just the summer, junior year summer, I just like went on Khan Academy. It's like completely free. And like you can take a practice test and they just tell you what you need to work on. And that's basically what I did. Mm-hmm. Just all, right. Prep. all right. All right. So I guess we're pretty much done with transcript. You really flew through that. All right. Let's go into yes. extracurriculars. So I guess I'll have you take it from here. Can you list out like, I don't need like the, the very small, like, you know, you maybe joined a club for a year or something, but I would say what are like the main extracurriculars that your application, like that really shined in your application. So can you list through them? And then from there, we can go into like a deep dive of what you did with each one. Yeah. Um, so first and foremost, first and foremost, I am the president of the future medical professionals club, which is a club that was started when I was a freshman. And basically it's just like a club, like, talking about medicine topics we have um visits and talks from like uh surgeons and residents and parents and whatnot um other than that i i'm i'm on a scholarship right now which is it's not really an extracurricular but it's like um uh like a certain amount of kids uh in, in a class get a certain scholarship for getting a certain score on the test i'm not sure exactly how it works but um I'm I'm a I'm active in a campus ministry, which is like our community service like center in in um on campus. Like I'm a tutor. I uh, visit like um we have a call. It's called, it's called like the Brother Barn, where it's like uh retired like people just like stay there and we do visits and stuff. I'm also part of a club called Learn, which is a uh, learning and educating anti racism now. And so it's just um a club like diving into and talking about like uh, racism in our community and how we can deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'd say those are pretty much like the main key things of my application. All right. So the first one you said you're the president of medical, like this medical professions club. Mm-hmm. So before we get into the actual club, when you came into high school, did you know, did you know that you wanted to like go into medicine? Were you like set on that? Um, it was definitely thought in my mind. My parents really were trying to uh, push me and my siblings into the medical fields. So I knew it was in the back of my mind going in. So that's why I signed up for the club. I ended up really liking it and um, I became president my junior year. And um, And then, okay, this is going to be like down the line, but because medicine was on the back of your mind, you were obviously like became the president of this club. When you were applying to colleges, was that like a main focus of yours? Like, did you focus on anything sort of medicine related or were you like, "Eh, I'll go through undergrad and then later I'll think about like graduate school for medicine? Like, did it influence Uh, your college choices at all? Uh, yeah, I definitely was looking at schools that are more um, like STEM focused and like uh, like oh, good pre-med resources. Um, my college applications talked a lot about my inspiration for medicine. So that was like a big, a big component of my applications. All right. So, OK, let's get into the club now. So can you tell us just a little bit more about like what you first did, I guess, freshman year, sophomore year and then junior and senior year? Like what was your role in the club and then how did you climb yourself up to be president? 
Okay, so um, fresh. It started when I was a freshman. I think I already said that. But um, at that time, it was run by sophomores who were a year older than me. And basically, all we did was just uh, like um, have make presentations for each other. Like every day, like we'd be in small groups and we'd make presentations about different pro- different um topics in the medical fields. Um, sophomore year, it was pretty much the same thing. I was I wasn't the president yet, but it was like uh again like talks and from uh in discussions like one of the presidents his father was a dentist so he came in and spoke to us uh, a couple times and um yeah but obviously sophomore year my sophomore year covid struck so the club was just put on like just put on hold uh it was pretty much put on hold until like second semester of my junior year and that's when um i received like the i was nominated for president the the four presidents were graduating so mm-hmm. they handed out the presidency to me and um I was trying to get us into hospitals to internship and whatnot, but it, it was kind of hard, especially, you know, with COVID. And even now it's still hard. Hospitals aren't really opening up to um, to let people in. But yeah, and this year, um, I'd say it's pretty much the same thing. Like the, the club at its foundation is to just um, inform students about medicine who are interested in medicine and like what the medical field is like. So mm-hmm. that's basically just what the club is. Did you figure out what kind of medicine you want to go into? I have no idea yet. <laughs> yeah, I am no clue. And with your college app, like, obviously you're going to write that you became president because that's like the highest position you can get in a club. But when you're actually doing the college app, do you ever say like freshman year, I had this role? I mean, there's like, you know, treasury secretary and stuff like that for clubs. So do you ever say like freshman year, I had this role, sophomore year, I had this role? Or do you just put like the highest position that you got in that club? Uh, So for this club specifically, I just put um, like member for the first two years and then Mm -hmm. uh, president for junior and senior year. And that's all I put all right, all right. So let's go on to the second extracurricular that you mentioned, which was this scholarship that you got in through a test. You said it wasn't really much of an extracurricular, but you still put it on your college app. So yeah. like what test did you have to take? And then what was the scholarship for exactly? Uh yeah, it was it was a um I think it's since it's a private institution, everybody gets to take like a the HSPT, which is like uh stands for a high school placement test. And um if you score like above 95 percentile or higher. They gave you like a certain amount of money off a year. I'm not sure exactly how much it is, but um, that's pretty much it. It's just like, it's just based on your test score. Oh, and this is for like this private school you attended. Like they yeah. cut some of your tuition off for you. Oh, yeah. okay. Does that look good for colleges if you were able to get in and then get in with the scholarship? Uh, definitely. Yeah, I would say so. Okay. All right. Now, next you said, I, I didn't catch this one exactly. Was it campus ministry? Yeah. Campus ministry. Um, so campus ministry, like I think most like Catholic schools have it or um, any kind of like Christian denomination school. It's basically like a center for um, like community service and like uh, like service and retreat trips and whatnot. So through them, you do like they connect you to different service opportunities. Like there's something to do every day. Like some days I'll, I, I think I said this before, but I'll visit the brother barn, which is where it's on campus. It's like a, a place where retired brothers go and you can speak to them. And there's also like a like a retirement home just on the street that you can walk to and t- and like talk to and play games with senior citizens. And it's just like service stuff like that. How big is your campus? Like, what is there on your campus? I mean, I go to a public um, school, so I don't know how uh, private schools work. Um, yeah, I I think it is pretty big. It's like 150 acres. I don't know. If, I don't, I don't know what kind of how like how what that what size that is, but it, it is pretty big. There's like a few buildings scattered around. Fields mm-hmm. scattered around. It's nothing like uh, Phillips Academy or anything. Like, it's a, it's yeah. a nice, it's a nice school. And with like campus ministry, 
was it just like you're like volunteering here and there and then they'll say they'll track you and then give your hours or do you have like actual positions that you guys have in campus ministry uh so campus ministry is just definitely like a general term like you it's all it's not like a thing you like really sign up for it's just like the center for all these different things so like you keep track of everything yourself basically that's it yeah and going to a catholic school like what is that entail in terms of like requirements for you because i mean when i was interviewing um i was i literally just interviewed him oh tyler (laughs) tyler yeah tyler i just interviewed him yeah how did i forget so tyler was saying like you guys have some like required classes but besides that like is there really much else to a catholic school do you have any like i don't know masses that you have to go to any other requirements so there are like mandatory masses like a couple times a year like maybe like three or four times a year and then there, like I think Tyler probably talked about how we have like a religion class every semester we have to take. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's like nothing else. It's like they don't force their religion on you or anything. Like they're very open and diverse. So, but yeah, it's like okay, so not you, much- you're not like forced to do like a bunch oh, no, of stuff. Not at all. No. Okay, okay, okay. All right. And last thing you mentioned with extracurriculars is this this learning club. So, can mm-hmm. you elaborate more on that? Like you know, what do you do there? What's your role and what's your position there as well? Yeah. So learn stands for learning and educating anti-racism now. And the, basically the club is about how we can work to per, like to promote anti-racism in the immediate community. So in our school community. Um, so this year, like it started last year, but the first half of the year is talking about and learning what racism and what anti-racism is, like what they are and how they affect our society. The second half of the year is um, developing a project to change something in our community. So last year, my junior year, we um, we added a few books to the curriculum. The most notable book I can think of is um, The Sun and Her Flowers by Ruby Kaur. It's a book about the immigrant experience, about um, a girl and her family from India. But um, yeah, and then this year we're working on another project. We're not sure exactly what it's going to be yet, but we're having talks. And um, as, for, as far as position, it's like there's no like present or anything. It's everybody just like, it's just like a it's a very open space. Everybody's just having a conversation with one another and you can just say whatever, whatever's on your mind, basically. Did you found, did you find this club? Like, or was it already existing when you joined? Like, did you join it? Uh, so when I was a junior, some seniors were trying to start the club and then like they asked me to join. So then I joined the club. Uh, yeah. That's really cool. You actually got some books into the curriculum of your school. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't sound something easy to do. I feel like that's very set in stone. Yeah. All right. That sounds pretty cool. All right. So I guess we can move on to your actual application now, unless you have like other extracurriculars you want to go over, but those are like, I guess, pretty much the main ones. So now I guess this is about junior year and you're genuinely thinking about colleges. So Mm -hmm. how did you start your college list? Obviously you were thinking about medicine. So that's one thing, but what were the requirements or like the things that you were looking for in a college? And then how did you eventually narrow your list down? Um, so I'll be completely honest. When I was a junior, I was really only looking at like the top schools, like looking at rankings, which you probably shouldn't do because rankings don't mean anything for schools. They're all like the same at that point. But um, yeah, rankings definitely played, played a big part. Like my whole list at one point was just like maybe like 20 schools from the top 30 schools. But um, yeah, I think um, after that, I would look into the schools more and then like pick and choose like certain programs they have and certain programs they didn't have. And that was how, basically how I conducted my college search. Mm-hmm. And did stuff like class size, city, suburb, <clears throat> rural setting, did that stuff matter to you at all? 
I definitely did. Um, I when I visited Columbia, I absolutely hated it. It's directly in the city. Like there's like no campus feel really. Like it's on top of some buildings. I just didn't like that. So I knew I wanted to be in the suburbs, like somewhat, or like like just out of the city. Like Tufts is just like two miles from the city. I can just hop on a train whenever I want and go to the city. And uh, as far as class size, I definitely didn't want to go to a big school, like a big public school or anything. I like I like a medium size where like it's like big enough that you'll meet new people, but not like too big where there's like just it's just overwhelming. So Tufts mm-hmm. is like that perfect size for me, and that's why I liked it. Mm-hmm. And then, how many college visits did you actually go on before you decided? Um, I'd say about like twelve because um I live in the Northeast and all the Ivies are in the Northeast, so I definitely I like did a, like a loop with all the Ivy leagues mm-hmm. and then a few other schools. Like I went to see Carnegie Mellon too. And, um, but yeah, it was more of just like virtual stuff too. Cause like schools weren't really having in-person tours yet until like they're starting to have them now, but even then it's really limited. So it was more just like online research, watching YouTube videos. Whatnot. And did you visit Tufts when you like, did you visit the campus? Yeah, I visited many times. I live like 40 minutes away. So it's pretty close. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about your actual, um, well, Actually, can you list out the colleges that you did apply to, like safeties, targets, and then reaches, and then we'll go into your actual application. So I, I applied to twenty one schools. Um, Are you I, kidding I don't know me? I, yeah, I, I, I thought don't know Tyler I applied to a lot. Oh my god. Yeah, I don't know if I can list them all like from the top of my head, but um, uh, Tufts definitely. I applied early decision round two. Johns Hopkins, I applied early decision round one, and I got I actually got rejected from there um baylor umass amherst i got into those um villanova i got accepted early early action mm-hmm. and then just a bunch of like some ivies like i know dartmouth cornell i applied to stanford just because like why not and um yeah a few other schools in there but my top my safeties were definitely umass and baylor my reach was johns hopkins which ended up being too much of a reach and Tufts was like my like upper target kind mm-hmm. of low reach school 21 why would you apply to 21 schools like what was your thinking behind that um my dad he looked at he thought I had the chance and I think he was like sort of right but he said that like if I can get into these schools then I should just apply anyways and I I, like did like a good amount of work in the summer too so it wasn't too overwhelming and um yeah that's pretty much it oh my god okay let's go into your application now so Mm -hmm. number one I mean, I used to ask about letters of reg, but they're kind of like pretty obvious. You get them from like someone that you like have a somewhat connection with, like a teacher, like a personal connection. Yeah. They're not like too important anyways in the college app process. So let's go into your application essay, which mm-hmm. I mean, I'm probably most of the schools you applied to, you applied through um, Common App. So can yeah. you tell us about what essay, what your Common App essay was? And then specifically for Tufts and their supplemental essays, what did you write about them? Like you don't have to give like the whole essay, yeah. just like what general, what topic did you choose? And then what story did you choose to tell? Okay. So for the common app essay, the one that you sent to all your schools, um, I just did like the free write one where you can write about anything you want. And basically I wrote about um, my grandmother and her journey, like experience, experiencing the Khmer Rouge, which is like the, the genocide there. Mm. And um, like a story she would tell me about like, it was, it was a story of the rabbit and the banana, basically like a child's like folktale. And I talked about that story and tying her experience um, coming from Cambodia and also um, undergoing breast cancer at the same time and how that played a role in, in, um, in like deepening my passion for medicine. So that was what my main essay was about. And then as for Tufts, 
the supplemental I choose was um, Y Tufts. I think that's the one you, everyone has to do. And it was I just wrote about what like, do you mean you chose? Of, There's it's not like a required amount of supplementals. Uh, for Tufts, there's one mandatory one, and there's like you can choose an option from three. Like there's two you have to do. One's uh-huh. mandatory, and one's like an option from three. So the mandatory one was the Y Tufts one, and I just wrote about a certain major they had because I I didn't I didn't really want to be too basic and say like uh, the sense of community. Like I want to like this is why I want to go to Tufts, and I wrote about a, the quantitative economics major, which I plan on majoring in. And um, the other essay I wrote about was like something about I think it was something about your identity like um a cultural experience something like that and i wrote about um uh, a cambodian dish my mom would always make me for um for school like once a week and i wrote about how that like opened my eyes it's like perceiving different cultures in america mm-hmm. and one thing about your um common app essay so like i've talked to like essay like essay coaches and stuff like that and i've also listened to like admissions officers and obviously they want to hear your voice like you should be the focus yeah. and center of it and it's completely all right to include someone like you included your grandma so how did you, how were you able to in that like limited word space i guess word count how were you able to introduce her introduce her struggles and then tie it to your own passion like how are you able to affect, well, you obviously did it effectively. Yeah. How are you able to do it? So it wasn't too much on her, but she was still there. Like she was still present in the essay. I think definitely being like strict with like what you, with um, like the amount of space you can designate for one thing. Like I know I had like, it's only like 650 maximum. So I mm-hmm. said to myself before I read it, like the first half, the first 325 words is, is going to be my grandmother, about my grandmother. The second half, the second half has to all be all, be all about me. And so basically like what I did was I like I kept rewriting it until I got it down to 325 and then um, the, the next 325 were around me. So I just made sure I was really strict on that because obviously, like you said, it has to be about you. Like you, she's my inspiration, but they don't care. They don't really care about her. They care about why I want to like pursue a college education. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And like, how did you make that transition from her story to like your um, you're like talking about yourself? How do you make that like really smooth transition? Um, I don't know. A, lo- a lot of work went into it. I can't. I can't really nail it down to one thing, but it was definitely like a mix of like the childhood sh- story she would tell me about oh, the rabbit yeah. and the banana, and um, like I also like when I when I was a little kid, I would witness her going through treatments and whatnot. So like mm-hmm. I, I could talk about how like I saw firsthand like what was happening to her. So yeah, that's pretty much how it tied me. Okay, so I guess we've gone through your essays now. I mean, you've applied to colleges by this point. Can you tell us which colleges of the 21 that you can remember, which ones did you get accepted, deferred, and then waitlisted from? And then why did you do ED2 to Tufts? Was it like your top choice or something? Okay, yeah. So um, Johns Hopkins was my first choice, um, more so for like the the academic reputation and for like the, the, like they have amazing programs and anything you can imagine. And I love the campus. And when I visited there, I loved it. So I applied ED1 to there because they have some, like I said, they have some of the best programs in the country. How could I, like, I had to, I had to give it a shot there. And um, I think more so Tufts was my first choice, but I, just, I wanted to see if I had a chance at Hopkins. So that's why I applied ED1 there. And then I knew like right away that I was applying ED2 to Tufts. Um, yeah. So I got rejected from Hopkins and then did my essays for Tufts, applied ED2, got accepted. I'm here now. And then uh, in between, I got accepted into uh, Baylor, which is a safety, and UMass Amherst, which is also a safety, and Villanova, which is more like a target school. But those are only schools I've heard I've heard back from. The rest of the schools I have to um, like rescind my applications, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
All right. So how did you feel when you opened up Tufts? Because that's not an easy school to get into either. What was the reaction? Where were you when you opened the letter? Um, I was in my room. Um, I was on FaceTime with uh, Tyler and two of my other friends. And uh, basically, like, I was, like, I was, like, shivering. I'm pretty sure, like, everyone would undergo this sometime in opening college decisions. But my body was, like, shaking. I was, like, so nervous. I was, like, what if I don't get in? Like, what am I going to do? But, yeah, I opened it. I got in. And it was just, it was an amazing feeling. It's, like, your hard work for, after all those four years just pays off. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's great that you got it now because now you don't have to stress about it for the rest of senior year. Yeah. Exactly. There are, I, have, I have a lot of senior friends who are kind of, like, stressing about the yeah. decisions. All right. So you're in Tufts. Can you tell us a little bit about like Tufts itself? So, you know, where is it? Lo- where exactly is it located? And then what is Tufts known for? Like it's a top school, so it's going to ha- have like a bunch of things that it's good mm-hmm. at. But what are some programs that it's specifically known for? Okay. Yeah. Um, Tufts is located in Medford, Massachusetts, literally two miles outside of Boston. Like I said, and you can take a train in Boston. So you have like city access, but you're not in the city. It's just in a little quiet suburb, a nice little town. Um, as far as programs, they're they're known in this area at least extremely well for their um, their sciences program and their st- like a big focus on STEM. Like they're it's like a liberal arts school, but they have their own engineering school, which not many liberal arts schools do. Mm-hmm. Um, they're ta- I think they taught majors international relations, like uh, diplomacy. I'm not I'm not sure too much about that, but I know uh, the health sciences, biology, chemistry, all that is really like it's really like well known. And they have their own med- medical school too. So, and you're probably going to pursue that right there. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you said you're what is it? Qualitative economics. You wrote about. So, this is this doesn't really have to do much with the college app process. But can you explain like why it is that you can get into medical school without pursuing something that's necessarily medical related? Like I've never understood how that works. Like you can get into medical school while pursuing an undergraduate degree that's like completely nothing yeah. to do with medicine like how, how does that exactly work out uh well if, if you know um, yeah as far as the logistics of it um you can major in anything you want but there are like certain courses like biology biochemistry organic chemistry that you have to take in order to apply to med school so what a lot of people do is they'll just major in like biochemistry then they'll fill all those requirements like right away and they'll apply to med school but i want to like i want to do something that i was like that, like in case medical school didn't work out i want something that i could use so quantitative economics is like um, just the numbers and statistics behind economics and the economy. Um, but yeah, that's that's something I'm also really interested in too. Like both tie into each other kind of. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're both just like extreme passions that I have. Oh, okay. So that's how, so so long as you rec- do the minimum requirements for medical school in terms of classes, you can be anything. Yeah, like- exactly. Oh, okay. Okay. So we're coming to an end here. And I'm, you're not in college, so like I, I usually have more to add with like the college, mm-hmm. you know, experience. But are you going to go on campus this coming fall? Uh, yeah. First, two, first two years uh, have to live on campus, so I'll, I'll be on campus. All right. Okay. So last thing we do is advice. So number one is advice for. It could okay. Let's do this. Let's do advice for current high schoolers who are, you know, maybe coming into high school or. Yeah, in the college, going to start the college app process soon, like juniors like me, right? So what mm-hmm. advice would you give them? You can give like general high school advice if you want, or you can do something more specific to the college app process, maybe like a regret you had. And then mm-hmm. number two, if you want to add this in, like what advice would you give for those who are still waiting for their, you know, college letters and are yeah. freaking out now? So you can do, do those two groups. 
Okay, so as far as a general high school experience, I would say to try a lot of different things. Like, so, like um, colleges really like to see like a, a wide, like a plethora of different activities that somebody's involved with. It shows that you you're willing to try new things. Um, so that's a, that's like for some general advice. For specific college advice, I'd say that time management is the most important thing in college in college admissions. Like, obviously, applying to twenty one schools is no easy task. I had to really like manage my time extremely well. On top of AP classes, I take I take five AP classes right now, so it's a big workload too. Um, but yeah, time management is key. And um, sorry, what was the last what was the last question you said? Uh, if you, you don't have to do this one, because like I mean, it's not that necessary. But like for su- for people who are um, like waiting for their college decisions, and like seniors who haven't gotten like you know they're not ED, they're just doing regular. What words of like consolation would you give them, just so they can freak out a little bit less? I would say. Um, if you don't get into t- to your top school, it, it doesn't matter. I got rejected from Hopkins. I was like, all right, whatever. They they don't want me, so why would I want to go there? You know? Um, but yeah, just just be patient. Like they come out in like a month, I think. Yeah, like in, in a month. So um just be like, just be like, just be have an open mind. It doesn't matter where you go. The name, the name doesn't really mean that much. It's more like what's what you do with it, from what I've been told too. But yeah. All right. Thank you very much, Henry, for coming on. I'll email you when I release your episode. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I hope you have a good evening. Good night. Thank you for having me. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. That's it for my episode with Henry. Thank you if you made it this far. Again, make sure to subscribe and I hope to see you in the next one.